Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wash Athlete Podcast. It is currently Friday morning, 1223 in the morning, and we just got back from the viewing of uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It's a little bit late to bear with us, but we wanted to give our initial reactions to the film, give some spoiler thoughts, some spoiler-free thoughts, and just kind of our overall impressions of the movie. If you're new here, we are the Wash Athlete Podcast. We are a group of five guys. There's only two of us right now because we were able to see the movie tonight. Um, if you like what you see in this video and this is your first time seeing a video, which it may be because we're covering a big movie, please go check out our other stuff if you like it. Drop a like, comment, tell us what you thought about the movie. Um, try not to spoil in the comments. We're going to put in that in the comments, kind of put like a spoiler um, alert, but we're only going to be covering spoiler-free thoughts for like a few minutes. But as we said, we're going to kind of hop into this. And I think the first place to start about start it is that our theater experience um, kind of plays a role into how you see movies. Mm-hmm. So we saw it Thursday and usually typically comes out on Friday. So this is like the first day you can actually see it for like general public. And we saw it at 8.40 p.m. Um, our theater was not packed. Which was surprising. Not packed, not a packed theater and not a loud theater at all. We were yeah. joking. We were joking on the way over that we were going to set the over under at like three and a half no times clapping no and one class there was not one clapping scene in the movie and the movie is pretty serious tone but mm-hmm. overall to have a, maybe a half a clap during the entire movie is like kind of crazy there wasn't many oohs ahs laughs in the theater so well laughs i mean there was there was, there, there was laughs but i mean i wouldn't even th- not as loud as like you got in other movies yeah, fair enough i mean this wasn't like a thor love and thunder kind of movie. no not not like not a thor love and thunder which that review is out on our channel if you want to go check that out after watching this yep. um so we are going to hop into spoiler-free thoughts. We also cover this on our Instagram a little bit in quick sound bites. But Raj, some spoiler-free thoughts, overall impressions, generalize the movie. Oh, I didn't think that was going to play, but moving <laughs> on. Okay, um, spoiler-free thoughts. Um, overall, the movie is like, well, going into it, we all know what happened to Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. We all know what happened, and we knew that the movie was going to have to address it somehow, and Honestly, it's not really a spoiler to say this, but I really like the way that Marvel actually handled this. And knowing Disney and Marvel, I thought they were going to butcher this really, really badly, but they handled it really well. And honestly, it set the tone for like the entire movie. I I don't really have any other spoiler-free thoughts that will kind of keep it spoiler-free. Just go see it. It's really good. Yeah, the movie is very good. Um, Some things that we like that are not really spoiling, soundtrack, visuals, professionalism, CGI storytelling all that stuff is really well done in the movie uh, it's a very like professional product i mean there's times that we've critiqued marvel for not putting the most professional and money into their projects you don't watch <laughs> <She Hulk. laughs> you don't watch this and say wow this was a project that wasn't put together as well as it could have been like this is a very well done professional movie they knew that this was going to get a ton of action at the box office and i'm sure it will so um spoiler free thoughts definitely go check it out it's a great movie great storytelling um and we're only really like three minutes in the pod, but we don't really like to not talk about spoilers or be restricted to that. So if you have not watched the movie at this point, I would click off of this video, come back to it after you see the movie, or if you really don't care, keep watching and supporting us. So moving over, we're going to go three, two, and a one, and now we are into spoiler. Spoilers! Spoilers! Please stop watching right now. This is your last warning. Okay, sure you're being Black Panther, expected, but cool. Yes. Right into it. I don't care. Um, We're going to backtrack, though. We're going to backtrack, though. We just want to get that spoiler out of the way. But, Um, yes, at the start, they just hopped right into Chadwick Boseman's death. Like, right into it. And it was pretty intense. Like, Shuri running around the lab, like, scrambling to try to solve whatever genetic makeup makes up the, um, 
whatever the plant was called, the uh, the heart shaped herb. Yeah, the heart shaped herb. Trying to make up, synthesize like a literal plant yep. to save T'Challa, and they keep it at unspecified illness, which I like that they didn't say cancer, like what happened to Chadwick Boseman, or they didn't say some like crazy ass thing from Marvel, like. I enjoy that they left it discreet and it still honored Chadwick Boseman. For sure. And I think, like, the first thing we wanted to cover is Chadwick Boseman's death. We're not going to really talk about it through the rest of the movie because his death his death is tragic as they covered it in the beginning. Um, there's a lot to like in this movie, and I, we don't want to keep relating it back to, well, they did a good job because they had a lot of, to handle with Chadwick Boseman dying. Like, the movie, honestly, I want to look at that as a separate project. Part of that was the death of T'Challa, the character, um, they covered that very well in the beginning. They gave a great little beginning montage to Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. um, with the, the, his pictures flipping through the Marvel scenes. They kept it dead silent, with, silent which we appreciated, um, just giving people a moment to reflect. And a nice little touch is that they made the screen purple, which is colon cancer color, like for colon cancer awareness, um, which is like a nice little touch on top. Um, it was a good moment, I think it really kind of set the tone going into the movie because overall the movie is a pretty serious movie. They hit on big themes um, and a lot of grief. So I don't think this movie like need to be started off with some like big witty jokes, like some other mm-hmm. projects have done in the past because they were covering some pretty serious stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, just one time, I think I got this right. Yeah. Wakanda forever. They definitely like to throw out their Wakanda forever. You know, with whatever Black Panther movie you're getting in, you're getting a nice exactly. little Wakanda forever. And like, listen, you're all doing it in the stands. Yeah. Like, you just find yourself slapping. I'm not going to lie. During the funeral scene when they all did it. I did uh, Yeah, I, we all did it. Like, like I, I saw a lot of people in the audience also do it. Like, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, and they exactly. just levitate his coffin up and you see it, you're mm-hmm. just like, I just wonder, where did they send this coffin? I was wondering that too. I, I was like, what confused. are they doing with it? Like, they're just gonna drop it in the water. Somewhere? I think it's it maybe like a Viking funeral kind of thing. I maybe. don't know. I don't know if they like take it somewhere to like formalize it into the ancestral plane or something. But I, I don't know. Maybe they think it just dropped in the ocean. Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm not. Gonna I, I did. I did think it. about it at the same time. I was thinking like, wow, where are they taking the body? Yeah. It was, <laughs> okay. It, it was a little bit interesting. Um, but. Like we said, hop right into the chaos, just like you see Shuri panicking, and right there you have like a big seed for the movie where like Shuri doesn't get to say bye to her brother mm-hmm. because to the king because she's too busy trying to fix fix a cure. And her AI, her uh, the Wakandan Jarvis, yeah. I forget the name of it. Cr- yeah, Grail? No, Grail. Grail. Yeah, Grail, maybe. I, I'll figure it out later, but. He was telling Shuri the king's heart rate is down to thirty four, which is very very low, and he's gonna. Except if you're me with I'm sleeping. Okay, that's a little concerning, but moving on. Um, yeah, and Shuri, instead, like, I've seen, like, you see it in medical shows and even in hospitals, too. Like, doctors will keep trying to work to save a patient. Yeah. And even family members of, like, doctors and stuff, they'll try to keep doing that. They're like, we got, we'll find something instead of spending their last moments accepting it. And that acceptance was a very big theme throughout this movie. Yep. And I think we're going to hop in more. We don't really have like, we only saw the movie once. We're not taking notes when we did this. So I don't really have like a formal, like Mm -hmm. let's walk through big things of the movie. So we're going to kind of just talk broadly about what we liked. Hopefully it goes in first off the bat. Roger's very on top of it. Soundtrack. Oh my God. This soundtrack was the soundtrack for the original black Panther goaded Kendrick, J rock and all them on all those songs. Very good. This soundtrack it's, I would say it's very different in terms of the somber music compared to King's Dead and all those songs because one big thing is this movie is a very serious undertone for the entire movie. Yeah. And the music correlates with all that too. Like, even when you go into, uh, what was their Atlantis called? Um, 
Takalo. Takalo. Yeah, sorry, we're going to butcher the pronunciation. Yeah. I was practicing a lot during the like movie to like try to get this down, but I just couldn't get it down. But I think it's Takalo. I'm just going to look it up right yeah, now. I don't want to butcher this the rest of the yeah. time. Like, what is the Marvel Plants is called? Where is Namor from? That's okay. We're just going to keep yeah. rolling. But um, basically, like, the everything that was going on in the movie, it was it was the music itself. It, it really correlated with everything going on. Like, the intro scene during T'Challa's funeral, the first song was... Um, it was either the Rihanna song or it was a funeral song. I'm not completely sure, but the music, very emotional, and it puts you into that mood. Like, wow, this movie's gonna like, this movie's not like a Thor kind of movie, or it's not like a um, like a Miss Marvel kind of show or yeah. anything like that. Like, this is a very serious movie, and you can't just go in expecting action this entire movie. This movie was character development, moving on, and just learning how to handle grief. Yeah was the main themes of this. And you had outstanding visuals throughout. It always looked stunning. They had a lot of cool camera angles. Um, Talakon. 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 Um, but yeah, they had a lot of big visuals going on. Like the movie just looked really professional. Uh, made uh, Roger saying in the car over here, we don't have our professional CGI expert Peter <laughs> on set today. So we will not get his thoughts on that. Maybe he'll pop on for a mainline pod and we'll just kind of like throw that in there. So mm -hmm. you should look out for that. But um the CGI looked pretty good to me. I don't really have a keen eye for it, but it was pretty good. Everything looked good. Costumes looked great. Yeah. Um, like just the the scope and the vision. I mean, they have Ironheart's character with a really cool costume. Mm -hmm. They have Okoye, and uh, I don't remember the her partner. Um, I, I don't remember. But they uh they had very cool costumes. Shuri's costume is obviously very cool. Mm -hmm. And just again with just being in Wakanda, with this Black Panther got a ton of praise for this, but like. Their costume work from all the different tribes, all the different nations. They won an Emmy, or not an Emmy. Yeah, an Emmy for yeah. this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, again, you're just bringing back all of those people, all of those, like, good ideas, and it shows off in the movie. You just feel very immersed in it. And part of that is we're going to a new area. What, Takalon? Uh, Talokan. 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 Um, we're going to Talokan, and, again, like, they have this kind of scene where they just do exactly what they did in um, Black Panther 1, where they just explore Explore lands, mm -hmm. explore Talakan, and you get to see the scope and like what they create, and it looks really cool. And you can even see Shuri when she's there is like, wow, this is really cool. This is a very like unique little place, and you feel invested in kind of understanding what these people are about. And it kind of like I kind of compare that like when um, Okoye found out, and yeah. she was like, "We're not the we're not the only people with vibranium," and she's just having an existential crisis. She's like the the legends and everything, they're wrong. Uh -huh. And it, like, just reminds me of, like, maybe, like, the settlers from back in, uh, during colonialism, even before that, like, seeing new lands with, like, people, like, you know, having developed cities and everything. They're like, what? Yep. This is, like, we're not the only people on Earth? Yep. Like, that, and just everyone would kind of having an existential crisis. Like, there's another superpower with Vibranium who are also blessed by an herb that turned them into these people. Yep. And you can see the parallels between the uh, Talokanians. I don't know what they call Talokanians, yeah. Talokanians. Whatever he calls his people and the Wakandans, there's a very similar parallel between both of them because you can see um, Namor is a lot like King T'Chaka, will do anything to protect his kingdom and his people and keep them secret from the world. And you can kind of see the parallels between both kingdoms here and there, like both cities protected, hidden, doesn't, doesn't want to share the resources with the world, all because they're scarred because of the actions of, well, for the uh, Talokans, 
they're scarred from the actions of the people on land because yeah. of what Namor saw happen to his mother's village. Meanwhile, Wakanda, they're just scarred from people trying to steal their um, vibranium. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, ah, Klaus? Ulysses? Klaus? Ulysses yeah. Klaus, but they also have the scene where, like, when Michael B. Jordan's character, Killmonger, comes in in the first Black Panther, mm-hmm. he's upset because they're not sharing these resources with the rest of the world, especially, like, his community of people mm-hmm. who could really use this. Um, and, yeah, they have very interesting parallels there with that, which is a very, like, a very good part of the movie. We're going to get to, to that a little bit when I have my own dislikes of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that was, like, very well done. And, again, like, you're understanding the mindset of these people. You might not agree with them, but you see that, like, Namor's character saw people, like, treat his people awfully. They were, like, colonizers. They were, it was slavery. They were being, like, brutal people. And he was like, we are never going to, like, associate, these people will overrun our community. Like, I got to protect them. And he sees an option here where they've been found, again, his initial seed is, holy crap, they found us with the drill. And then after that, his response to that is either, I need to form the most powerful alliance in the entire world and take everyone over so this can't, so we will not be taken over. Or, I'm just going to have to wipe everyone off the face of the earth myself mm-hmm. because um, we can't have this. Like, this is not this is not an acceptable option. Um, well, actually, he's going to kill all the Wakandans yeah, and not true. tell anyone else. Or he's going to form an alliance with the Wakandans and kill everyone else anyway with them. So At the end of the day, uh, Namor's a little psycho. He's a little psycho, but, like, again... It's all, for the people. But it's for the people, and you have a good mindset behind that. So I think, as a villain... He's a very good villain. Um, I'm a little confused where his powers came out. I don't really understand the wings on his feet. I'm going to be honest. They tried to I explain it a little bit. I, he said himself he was a mutant. Okay, it was a yeah. mutation that happened because his he was pregnant when his mom drank the. Yeah, like, it just felt a little bit. Room. It did feel a little cheap to me. Like you got end up wing, wings on your feet, but like I didn't really mind it too I'm much. I'm pretty sure in the comics that he's an actual like mutant. That's oh, okay. Why. And I think this is Marvel's way of not like straight up saying. Oh yeah, he's just a mutant, and then they'd have to introduce the whole X Men theory and all that stuff. Yeah, so I get, Marvel's just teasing us. I can hear that. Yeah, I hear an argument for that. Um, we're gonna cover a little bit of themes here. Again, the themes in this movie are very big, and the number one one is grief. See in the beginning scene, Shuri's devastated. T'Challa, her brother T'Challa has died. Um, and you also see just through grief through other characters. You see it with Nakia later. Um, you see it with the mom. Um, I always mess up her name a romanda you see it with romanda you see it with a koye mm-hmm. um you see all these people are affected the whole community is affected by the child's death and the main character because the star of the movie it's unequivocally it is shuri and you see her reaction through this as she doesn't really take the time to accept his death and he doesn't she doesn't spend that time she doesn't really believe in the ancestors um she's a very scientific oriented person she doesn't believe in afterlives or anything like that or like any of the like religious beliefs of her uh people she yeah. just sits there and thinks it's not scientific you can't scientifically prove this like there's no proof and she even told her mother when she was trying to help her move on no what you felt is just a, a construct in your brain that's just trying to help you cope yep and that's like an argument a lot of people have in like society and i think a lot of the argument for like religion is that like oh it gives you something to look forward to in the afterlife and they kind of had that little moment there where uh Romano was like hey like this is how i've been dealing with it and how i feel like i've been able to cope with this death and she's clearly sure he's not doing well and you see the grief in every decision they make you talk about like moving on where it's like sure he doesn't want to try to sure doesn't even really try to recreate the heart-shaped herb because she's like the, the black panther is dead there is no other black panther um she said that the black panther died with her brother yeah and that's like a big like she was not ready to move on and take that next mm-hmm. step like and then you have the like we talked about the stages of loss where like shuri kind of went through her own stage of loss where she was kind of like more denial and like i'm not ready to move on and then mm-hmm. by the end she's like full of vengeance and then eventually she 
mm-hmm. like resolved and gets through that a little bit. It took her a while. It took her. It took her literally the entire movie to finally move on. But yeah, it was. It, it, she went through the stages of loss and the hero's journey both at the same time, which I would say is really cool to see because it kind of has like parallels and places where they like connect and everything. So it was cool to see Sherry grow as a character because before we just knew her as the witty sister who's really good with technology. We didn't think of her as like a Black Panther type of character or someone who was having to deal with all this. Yeah, I think that. I mean, obviously. Chadwick's death had accelerated this kind of timeline, but, like, they even did a great job accelerating this character to the role that they were in, given that, um, like, in the first movie, it's just T'Challa and Shuri are, like, dapping each other up. Mm -hmm. Shuri's being witty with all this technology, and by the end of the movie here, she is Black Panther for Wakandan Kingdom that's on top of the world. They just destroyed Atlantis, which is arguably more powerful than they are. Um, they didn't destroy it. I mean, well, they they destroyed their hopes. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah okay, we'll get into that a little bit later with the uh, end credit scene, but um, or like not was it end credit scene? It was just like the last scene. It was the last scene. Yeah, but um, we'll get into that a little bit. But um, but yeah, like they defeated a very powerful nation in a sense, and it was on her back and her leadership. So, and also we have a lot of uh, ideas, kind of similar to the first one about like the roles of con- countries in society. You kind of have Ramonda who goes up to that UN meeting is kind of like calling out these other countries, like, as... And they had the funny scene where, like... I mean, France uh, sent a bunch of mercenaries to an outreach center. center. That's a war crime. Yeah, and, like, that was exactly what they were saying. Miranda was like, I'm not going to do this. Like, people are going to take advantage. It's going to make everything actually more dangerous. And then they're like, no, it's not. Like, you're crazy. And then the French <laughs> rate it. Tried gaslighting her, and she's just like, all right, yeah. well, let's bring in the evidence. Y'all are calling 4K. Hey, France, are these your mercenaries? That's yeah. crazy. Um. And they do this a little bit throughout, and again, they had that big part of, like, Killmonger's art, like, why are you sharing your resource? And they had that again in this. Um, one, again, you kind of see this, Talakan is, like, very isolated. Um, Wakanda's, like, tried to outreach a little bit more, but you're, like, you can see the fear of, like, getting power, mm-hmm. technology into power pool. And, I mean, sense. fair enough. Like, the UN's asking, why aren't you sharing your resources? Well, I mean, they don't have to share their resources with you. Like, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Like, if you're worried that Wakanda is going to use their resources to build, like, a new capable of destroying a country. They would have done it by now. They would have done it by yeah. They've had the capabilities for probably centuries now yep. to do that, and they haven't. So I don't know why they're tweaking. And it's just comes down to countries wanting their own power because the U.S. industrial comp military industrial complex would love that, and we see that with uh, Valerie. Yeah, and going right into tying right into that things we liked cameos, new characters, like the role these characters played. Because I mean, instantly you had. Madam Hydra in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't expect Madam Hydra. I didn't either. Uh, she showed up, and I was kind of like, and she's, Madam Hydra, and she's Agent Ross's ex-wife. Yes, which is very interesting to see how this will play and out. And another character, Agent Ross, was ex- was happy to see him in there. I didn't really think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a little nice dynamic. I liked how they had the third party. They had Talakan and Namor. They had Wakanda and Shuri, and they also had government agency a little bit, like U.S. Kind of like mm-hmm. what's going on here. And obviously, this is going to tie into. Um, Captain America New World Order and you see New World Order suddenly now Wakanda viewed as a very dangerous threat because of the technology they pose and they kind of just looked like they committed a lot of war crimes um, and like did a lot of destruction because like no one really knows about the Talakan mm-hmm. people so this is very like this is very much shaping up for a New World Order really big movie and that's super exciting because I think we didn't really know where Black Panther was going to fit into mm-hmm. all of this that was a question I had before this and it's very exciting to see that now like we got Captain America, um, Bucky, um, Madam Hydra, kind of that gang kind of all assembling. 
add on top of that, um, you got the Black Panther movies, and I think we're in for a really good uh, New World Order if they can get the directing right. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I don't know the plot of that movie. I don't know what's going to happen. I I mean, based off the title New World Order, I think this is going to be maybe centered around a Hydra takeover of the U.S. government, or maybe they already have. Power Broker, Sharon Carter is going to have something definitely to do with yep. the movie. I don't know if Black Panther is going to tie into it. Maybe uh, Shuri will. We'll see. Because, um, I mean, we'll get into it later, but Shuri is not the queen of Wakanda anymore. Yep, she's she, not. She decided that politics ain't for her and being a queen isn't for her. Mm. But she still kept the powers yep. of the Black Panther, which means she'll, she's like Chad, um, she's like T'Challa before uh, T'Chaka's death. She will be the Black Panther while M'Baku. M'Baku leads. And honestly, I really like that. M'Baku finally, like, he is a, he's a very good leader. Yep. And I like that he's finally being able to lead Wakanda. Yeah, I, I, I do yeah. too. Um, and going on to some of the new characters still that we had, Ironheart, they keep calling her the engineer or... Riri Williams, that's her name. Riri Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, but they keep calling her the scientist in the movie. They keep repeating just the scientist, the scientist. Great character. Tons of like really positive energy. Um, the MIT joke. Yeah. <laughs> they just like, they do a lot of like good things with their character. And I think a lot of people were like, all right, she's the woman Tony Stark. And I don't think that's the case at all. I don't don't think think she's got this, she's not like this arrogant, like, personality. She's kind of, like, very witty, very, like, relatable. She's like a college student. Yeah. Like a typical freshman in college. Yeah, like, it's a very good character. I'm really actually excited to see Ironheart She's doing work for these MIT, like, you literally see, like, the MIT kids who are, like, paying her to do their work. And you know, for a fact, those MIT kids got an awful legacy. Yeah. If they're willing to cough up $1,000 for, like, an assignment. Yep. She's 19 years old, like, making really, really cool stuff, the Iron Man suit and whatnot. And it, it's just really cool. And her and Shuri have a great dynamic in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, like you're really just like smiling to see them interact in that way. So that was, mean, the college dorm scene, that was, I would admit, that was pretty funny. When she tried throwing the big JBL speaker yeah. and Akoya just goes, just slices it in yeah. half. And she's like, then picks up like a, like a mini fan. And, and like, once again, they're like, don't do it. It's like, not worth it. No. Yep. Um, it kind of reminded me of, like, when uh, Tony met Peter. Yes. Like, the kind of, like, parallels between that. Peter? But, oh, Parker. Parker. Peter Parker. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, sorry. I forgot. Yeah. No one knows who he is anymore. Yeah. My bad. Spider-Man. Yeah, sorry. I just... Peter just really threw me off. I was... Oops. I mean, we got Peter on the pod usually, so... Yeah, I forgot. Who's Peter Parker? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, any new other new characters? Um, well, besides Namor and all his... Oh, people, yeah. I mean, we'll mention Namor. Good... Good quality villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think he tops Killmonger as a villain. No, Killmonger no. feels a lot more like hit hit home. Namor kind of feels like a little bit off. But again, I think they do a good job developing him. Um, Killmonger's purpose made sense. Yeah, and I think Namor's purpose makes sense. It, it does, like, but he wanted to kill a nineteen-year-old girl who didn't realize her technology got stolen by the U.S. government because she submitted it for an MIT project. No, I agree. Yeah, I think I think he's a little bit on the more delusional mm-hmm. side, which doesn't make a great villain. And additionally, um, and additionally, I think like naturally he's very like overpowered. Um, yeah, he's a little way too OP for an aqua an Aquaman that can fly. Yeah, not so fly. yeah, so like he's a little overpowered, so it's kind of hard to be like, oh, he lost. But like we'll get into that a little bit, um, like how that kind of ended. But overall, I thought Namor was a solid villain addition. Um, and again, they do flesh out a story arc. Um, going into a little bit of dislikes, I don't think. I have a lot to say about dislikes. Mm-hmm. The film is very good, and we'll give an overall review at the end. Um, they weren't unpredictable in this movie. I kind of came in, and Raj was roasting me for it. I was kind of like, 
I think Okoye is going to take up the Black Panther role. Cause I was like, sure, you felt like the very easy pick. And there was a point where I believed you. Yeah, there, I was I was having second doubts. Like, wait. When Okoye gets outcast from the door of Malaje, you think that, okay, maybe this is her time to come back. Um, then you got Nakia coming back a little bit. And now suddenly you're like, oh, man, there's like three players. At one point, I was like, oh, Raj, there's three great players on the board. Who's it going to be? Um, I, like, I watched the trailers. Nakia and Okoye do not have like the figure that Shuri yeah. has clearly in that in that scene that you see in the trailer. Like, yeah. It's Shuri. It's so yeah. obvious. And like it, it, it was very obvious it was Shuri. I was trying to like get around the system a little bit um, and be like, ah, I got, I got one up on it. But it wasn't very like this movie was not unpredictable. I think and really how they handled many things. Um, even like Ramonda's death, like didn't really feel like, oh my god, big shot. Oh, like, yeah, we just completely skipped over the attack on Wakanda. So Wakanda got attacked once again. Yeah. Uh, this time by the Talokan, Talokans, whatever. Uh, Namor, um, so it wasn't really like, you know, an attack to wipe out the city. Not like a um, Hela just wiping everyone kind of thing, or a Thanos just going like that. They're, pro- they're trying to prove a point. Yeah. It was like, quickly get in. He said, I will kill the queen. And he did exactly yeah. what he was what told, said that he was going to do if he caught them in um, Talokan territory in the water. And he did. And, I mean, her death wasn't to his spear. It was with a bunch of water grenades. And she drowned saving Riri Williams, which, honestly, it's like, it was, it's the honorable way to go out as a queen. Yep. It's, you saved a 19-year-old girl, and she saw something in her, too. So she saved her. Felt very Peter Parker-esque a little bit, where, like, um, you have Aunt May die. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, well, that's Peter's, I mean, yeah, it's Peter Parker's. Um, well, I just keep getting thrown off by Peter being on the pod and Peter Parker. Um, you have Peter Parker. Like, he doesn't have his parents. Uh, Uncle Ben is not around. He loses Aunt May. Now he has no family. Same mm-hmm. kind of thing with Shuri. Like, she's this really is the lost. second time Marvel's done that, and these have been the best movies. In my yeah, opinion. I mean, they're covering very serious themes, and it makes the movie have stakes, and mm-hmm. that's what it is. You like are like when you see Shuri go from one movie ago being like, I mean, when you have T'Chaka, T'Challa and Ramonda, they're all in line to be the ruler of Wakanda mm-hmm. before Shuri is. By the end of the, by the midpoint of this movie, she has no Shuri one. is like 20 years old and is in charge of the country. Mm-hmm. She has um, no one left. She doesn't know what to do. And, I mean, it co- does come back. She can't handle her grief because of T'Challa's death, and she tells her mom, if I let these thoughts take over, I wanna, I'm going to burn the world down. Yep. And that plays a big part into three-quarters of the way through the movie when, um, that scene did come up mm. the one where Riri Williams and um, Shuri, they, they both did their own projects. So when Shuri was exploring Talu Khan with Namor, uh, Namor did make a couple mistakes. I don't know if he had a thing for Shuri or he wanted to genuinely, or he was just trying to, you know, make an alliance, but he gave his mother's bracelet to her. And the thing with his mother's bracelet is it was imbued with the same herb that gave them the Talu Khan's their breathing abilities. Yeah. And you, one can assume, yeah, if it was next to, right next to vibranium, chances are they might have the same genetic structure or something similar to help Shuri out. So Shuri, you know, it took her a little bit to make, connect the dots. She finally analyzed it. And after a very good song. And oh, little, that whole montage that was, was amazing. great. Yeah, that like montage. The, the music was good. You like, It's always cool to see them doing some like mm. re- really weird tech stuff. Like that's always fun. Um and yeah, like what you keep going on what you're saying. Yeah, I'm trying to find the song so I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Find it, whatever. Um, Alone by Burna Boy. Yeah, that song really good. And um, yeah, no, that entire scene because it's a um, 
you see also like a parallel with um I, Riri Williams and Tony Stark in the yep. lab hammering away. Yep. And then you see like the suit being made, but you also see Shuri slowly figuring out how to recreate the heart-shaped herb. And she does recreate it. And that was when uh, Nakia comes in and I'm sitting there like, oh my God, Shuri might not take it. She might just give it to Nakia. And then, you know, Shuri obviously took it. Yep. But the biggest shock in this movie for me was when Shuri guts into the ancestral plane or whatever it's called, yep. gets in there and she does a little swim out thing from where her, like her mom drowned, swims up to the surface and gets up and you see the throne and you assume, you know, maybe T'Chaka, even T'Challa or Ramonda, you're going to see on the throne. No, nope. it's Killmonger. Michael B. Jordan returns to this movie, not alive, but in the an- ancestral plane and tells Shuri, you and I are the same. Yep. And honestly, he's not wrong. He was not wrong one bit at all because Shuri was out for blood. She was going to get back in blood at Namor for everything he did and take out all her frustrations on the Talokans. And she went on a war path that last, yep. the climax of the movie. That was like very poorly thought through. Like she sent probably their best soldiers. I mean, Okoye and uh, her partner's yeah. suits. Wow. Okay. Those were really good. Like, I don't, I don't want to call them Iron Man suits, but, like... They kind of were, but, like, more Dora Milaje yeah. asked, like, Iron Man suits. It was really cool to see. And they can fly now! Yeah. And Ironheart suit, props to the costume department, CGI, whoever controls whatever, who makes the suits. Ironheart suit, I really like. Yeah, I dug it. Because it's... You have the undertones of Iron Man suit, but you also have the... It's a 19-year-old girl. Like, it's not going to look exactly like Tony Stark. It, it wasn't, like, sleek like Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. It was definitely more industrial, but... I like that. Also, they had a lot less time to build it. So Exactly. Um, and it worked really well. Yeah. And it was worked well in the fight. And overall, just like that whole scene was good. I mean, there's so many individual scenes we can point at. Mm-hmm. Um, one negative I wanted to touch on um, was Parallels. I think they since they knew Black Panther 1 was a success, they did a lot of the same things where they were like, oh, this group of people did something bad to this group of people. Um, now we're going to have that be our character's backstories. Like that's how that's what kind of happened with Killmonger. That kind of what happened with Namor. Um, and they kind of attack the same themes. I don't really think it's like enough to say that this movie could follow that. Like this could, movie could be in like my top five, top six. Um, that doesn't mean it's like that big of a negative. But this movie definitely didn't feel like it was like they really came in and did something really new and really different. They did a, what they did in Black Panther one. And that was they played it a little bit on the safer side. But again, it really like they did it well. So I'm not gonna like knock it too much. See, I'm going to disagree with you partly on that because this movie wasn't intended to, like, you know, shock the MCU. I would say overall this movie was a tribute. It was a, it's, I wouldn't say fan service. It was more, the movie was a tribute and kind of a passing of the torch kind of movie. I do agree, but I think that... Because you got to think about it like this. This is basically another origin story at this point. No, no, I 100% agree, but that's almost like they just put the origin story from Black Panther, tweaked it a little bit, changed some things Mm -hmm. up and made it the origin story for Shuri's Black Panther, which, again, I don't really mind that much. I'm just saying I did feel like I was, like, I did feel like they were hitting some of the same beats that they were in the from Black Panther 1, and when you say that this movie is, like, kind of a sequel, it, it did feel like they were, they could have, like, changed that up a little bit, um, especially, like, specifically I noted that when, like, they showed, like, Namor's backstory mm-hmm. and how, um, like, they had, they were, like, starving or whatever, mm-hmm. they, like, pray to the god, whatever, they found this, like, reservoir, and then eventually he came back to bury his mom, mm-hmm. and saw, um, 
the injustice. Yeah, the injustice. Like, that felt very, like, I saw that, and that was in the first Black Panther movie. But again, not a lot for me to criticize. Well, I mean, there's not much you can really do, though, because that was straight pulled from the comics. Well, listen, I'm not going to comment yeah. on that. Like, I'm not going to comment. I don't read the comics. Um, I mean, I don't but either. I just that's, what I, that's what I would say about the comics, though, if, like, if I still read yeah. them. So. But again, like not a big negative, mm-hmm. just something that I noticed. Like, it didn't feel like a whole new original thing. I just don't think this is the, they definitely did not want to take this path. If Chadwick Boseman was still alive, this was not the path. Of the no, exactly. I 100% agree. And it would have been like a different kind of sequel. Maybe it would have been something else with uh, Namor, something different. But they had to, I mean, Marvel had to, you know, switch gears a little bit. And they, they made it work. I mean, they did a great job because I think this movie probably surpasses Black Panther 1 for me, which mm-hmm. means they did something right because they made a better sequel. I just I just need to figure out where this goes on my list. I'm definitely, if you I need to rewatch. If I, if I need, yeah, like. Because granted, the first time I always watch a Marvel movie that's new to me, I always sit there I'm like, "Wow, that was like pretty." That good. was fantastic. And then I have to rewatch it, and then I start nitpicking. I'm like, "Ah, I, mm. God, I did not like that." Yep. Let We're gonna run it. through some characters real quick. I don't want to like miss anyone. These are some big names I found. Um, Shuri, we talked about it. Star of the show, great oh, character. We forgot. Um, so Shuri in the trailer, you see her suit, and you see yellow, and you just no one really kind of clicked in their heads. Hey. Killmonger wore yellow. No one really thought of it. They just thought, yep. oh, they're just trying to give her a different color suit. No, she didn't make her a new suit. She went to the little vault of Black Panther suits, walked past T'Challa's and T'Chaka's mask, and goes to the back row and takes Killmonger's suit and wears it, which... Well, like her rendition, the, like the female rendition. Well, yeah, I mean, it's vibrant. It's yeah. a vibranium tech. It can mold onto anybody, so... Yeah. It's still Killmonger's suit or whatever it was, but you still see it and you're just like... Oh my god, that's why her suit's yellow. Yeah, it was, like, the pieces started to click when you, like, saw the ancestral mm-hmm. plane scene, and you saw her go down and get her, the, uh, her, uh, suit, and you were like, oh. Oh, she's yeah. about to go on a war path. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly what, like, that moment felt mm-hmm. like. Um, and again, like, we're not pointing out every single instance. Shuri was a great character in this film, they did a really good job, and, um, she climbed up on any kind of character tier list ranking that we will do in the future. Mm-hmm. Nakia, she's really hidden for the first part of the movie, and I don't know if this was because there was an a- issue getting the actress on mm-hmm. set, like that could have been a slight issue, but eventually you see how she's in Haiti, and she kind of just like disappears from the world. Well, we do get an explanation of how all uh, that happened. And I'll point though. that out in a second. But um, overall, once she gets back from Haiti and does the undercover mission, great character. Like Again, mm-hmm. she, they really built on what she did in Black Panther 1, and then at the post-credit scene, you see that She's got. A, she had a chid, kid with Chichala, and they yeah. were they were kind of hiding him out in um, Haiti because they didn't want um, him to deal with the pressure of the throne. And I think that like just the we didn't want him to deal with the pressure of the throne. I was like that hit a lot of beats right for mm-hmm. me. Like that is the most Chichala thing to do yeah. because he had to grow up with the pressure of the throne. He knew he was getting the throne, and he's and he had to grow up knowing everything he did had to be, have a purpose behind you know being a great leader. And he didn't want his son to have to grow up. He just wanted his son to have. A, a normal life and his son he did educate his son in wakanda history like he did say i'm whatever his name was uh son of yeah he said yeah because i forget what they were calling his nickname was but he says i'm actually prince t'challa son of king t'challa yeah something like that and like sure he's just like yeah so he's not like uneducated like he's not so i feel like i did kind of like it though because it's kind of like killmonger's son like how killmonger's dad uncle or yeah t'challa's uncle like he would tell his son like stuff of like some stuff about Wakanda, but nothing insane like this. Yeah. T'Challa made sure not to make the mistake 
of like keeping Wakanda hidden yep. and all that stuff. And you've like told him about their history and he explained why. And it even goes into the reason why they didn't attend the funeral. Yep. He told him, I don't want you in Wakanda yet. I don't want anyone to know about this besides, you know, my mother. Mm-hmm. And they kept it hidden from Shuri too. And everyone. Yep. And you ha- and people for Rabbi by the end of the movie, uh, Romano was going to say to Shuri before Namor kind of had popped mm-hmm. up for the first time. Um, like, Hey, I got to tell you something about your brother. And say, and she couldn't get she couldn't get it out before she passed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And you kind of had to come back up the end as soon as like you saw the kid. You were like, "That's what she was gonna say." And it was yeah. just a really nice scene. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see what they do with the character. But Nakia like was a very good character in this film. Mm-hmm. You, it really just kind of fleshes out like what their relationship was like. Um, Ramonda, like you see her like in opening scene for the UN. She's badass. Like she's, she's holding it down. She's upset. She's lost her husband. She's lost T'Challa. Um, she's super afraid to lose Shuri. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the process, she loses her own life. Uh, she was holding it down. She was stern and it was tough to see her get to the next character on our list. It's tough to see her fire, uh, Okoye, General of the Dora Milaje. I mean, if I was in Ramada's position, Okoye said, don't worry, Shuri will be fine with me. Because from the position of a queen and the position of a mother, putting your trust into basically your other daughter is what Okoye was to her. Mm. And Okoye just saying, don't worry, she'll be fine. Abducted by the person you were very scared of. Yep. I mean, in that situation, you're not just gonna be like, oh, it's okay. In front of every like high council member, she's still the queen and she had to, you know, take action. And even Okoye's explanation, please don't do this. I've dedicated my life to you and I've lost a lot. And she goes, Oh, you've lost a lot? Yep. My husband's dead and my son's dead and my daughter's kidnapped and probably dead too. So no, bye. You're not the general no more. Yeah. Honestly, like... It hurt. It, it was, hurt though. It was sad to see that happen, but like, it was necessary. Yeah, like I love Akoya's character and it, it hurt to see her get fired out of the door of the But logic. now this opens her up to more opportunities in the MCU. Yep. Because now she's not tied under protecting. She's, I will admit, it's... It was a sad scene to see, but Okoye has been through so much. She had to deal with uh, Chadwick, uh, T'Challa dying twice. Yes. Everyone keeps forgetting that because of the snap. She saw T'Challa fade before her eyes, and then she had to see him. His heart just stop beating as well. Well, and you're also forgetting that she was th- she had to be there when T'Challa gets knocked off the waterfall. Oh yeah, against Killmonger, and she flips sides, flips sides to Killmonger because she. So she's worked so hard to, stay, to, loyal to, to stay loyal to the throne and she does it. And she actually ends up turning at the mm. end of the day on uh, the, the the king at the time Killmonger. and then goes back and like just to see her arc. Um, and that when I saw her like crying and like mm. she put she put her uh, spear into the uh, it's not I know it's not a spear, but um, no, it was put, a spear. Do they call them spears though? Yeah, okay. Spears. Um, she put her spear into the ground and I was like, damn, like that, that stinks. Um, but well, like, at this time. She 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 needed a break from being general of the army and being the protector of the throne. Like she needed that break. But listen, she can fight. She can. Fa- she can was, very well fight. But now she has free autonomy that to was, do whatever. That was crazy. Some of the fighting scenes with her. Oh my god, she's so insane. Yeah, that it was cool. Uh, they did a lot of cool action scenes in this movie as well. Um, and then last character on the list we hadn't really gotten to. Um, Mbaku. Um, had his not- character growth has been amazing since the first movie. Yes, because you see it in Black Panther one. Right back in Infinity War and Endgame, and right into Black Panther 2. You see him kind of go from this, uh, like, a-hole character, and this guy who's just like, I want the throne, and always smacks his chest like a macho man kind of dude. 
And then you see in Infinity War, he goes to, even at the end of uh, Black Panther 1, you see him go to T'Challa and like, I'm with you, don't worry, I got you. And in Infinity War, I stand by your side, we're going to defend Wakanda with yeah. our lives. And then you see him in this movie, he's giving Shuri advice and she like goes up to him and uh, Shuri and goes, your brother, your brother asked one thing of me and that was to protect you and give you advice. So yeah, no, his character has grown a lot. And by the end of the movie, he's gotten what he wanted to get from the first Black Panther movie, and that's the throne. But this time, it's not out of spite. It's for his, it's for his people, the Jabari, and the people of Wakanda. Yep. Because he knows they need a leader, and Shuri can, I mean, as great of a character Shuri is, she cannot lead a nation. Yep. So, I really want this, I'd like to, I'd like to see what happens and see what M'Baku does, because, I mean, he has to also deal with the UN and all that, so it'll be kind of funny to see him. Imagine this man, like, you know he's not going to wear a suit to the UN. No. He's going to wear his armor, and he's going to walk in and he's going to go, silence. Boo, boo, boo. Yep. Um, Love Mbaku's character, like Raj said. Didn't get a lot of screen time in this movie. It was the subtle things, though. Mm-hmm. It was the subtle showing up to um, Ramondo's funeral. It was the subtle um, chat with Shuri. It was the subtle, mm-hmm. like, even arm wrestle for, like, the Black Panther kind of, like, test or whatever. Like, See if the powers actually Yeah, worked. like, these subtle things they did with Mbaku's character were really, really powerful. Um, he grew from a antagonist to a mentor yep. to leader to honestly like his character development's been great. And we'll have to see what happens with Black Panther three. Um, it's probably not coming before New World Order, so we're going to probably see Wakanda in New World Order. Um, Black so, Panther three probably will not be out until like twenty thirty at this point. It'll be a while, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of how that dynamic is when we get there. Um, see y'all in residency for that. Yep, but. I think that is going to be most of it. We're going to end real quick with kind of just some like overall like thought, like kind of like what you would summarize of the movie, um, where you kind of like think it places in the MCU. So this movie, I do like when Marvel does not make every movie something like life ending in the MCU. This movie was, I mean, it kind of, it sounds kind of bad to say, but like it was Marvel having to try to recover and like, you know, fix their plot lines from everything that happened. It's, what happened, what happened to Chadwick Boseman was terrible, but Marvel did a good job at not, like, parading his death and making it, like, a very big, like, deal. I mean, they gave him this tribute, which was a very solemn, very nice tribute. Like, they did the MCU intro with all pictures of him, and they also did the Wakandan funeral, which was a celebration of life as well. Yeah. Which is very similar to, like, Hindu funerals and all that. Yeah. But, like, I saw those parallels, and I they did a very, very good job with handling this entire situation. And I applaud Marvel for that because, you know, I thought they were going to butcher it very badly in this movie. And overall, I mean, it was nice to see it because I, I liked it when Peter Parker went through his little grief phase with Aunt May. And I liked this entire movie was about Shuri going through grief. And it sets a lot of tones for the entire movie about like just growing as a character. Cause Shuri goes from this young, naive, just energetic scientist to wow, I'm the leader of a nation and I have the powers of a god. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Shuri in the future of the MCU. Uh, the last end credit scene said Black Panther will return like every other goddamn Marvel movie. Yeah. So, um, very generic phrasing of we may see Shuri in a year, maybe three months, maybe five years at this point or whenever Secret Wars come out. I don't know, but... We'll see the fate of the Black Panther and Wakanda. Yeah, where do you place this movie, you think, like, tentatively? Or just give us a range? I really enjoy how they handled the death, and I really enjoy the themes of this movie, because I don't really look too deep into, like, all the stuff, so 
I think I'm gonna give this three and knock something down. I, mean, no, I no. really, I really like this movie. Mm. Yeah. Um. I'll echo some of the same points. Um. Maybe this is gonna be like a little clip for Instagram so that I don't give any spoiler thoughts again. There's never a time in this movie where I doubted their storylines. There was never a time in this movie where I thought the production value was bad. There was never a time in this movie where I was concerned like characters were making like decisions that didn't really align with their values. Like everything made sense in this movie. Um. The, the development was fleshed out. The characters were well done. Um, there's This is like what you expect out of like top-tier Marvel projects, and they really kind of came through on that. Um, I'm not going to say it's like a top-three project because that space is reserved for like obviously only three movies, and you have projects up there like Endgame and Infinity War. So it is a very narrow list, but like this movie like had like the expectations in the production value to be a top 10 project, and it absolutely... Would you say this was better than Spider-Man No Way Home? I'm not sure if I would say that, because of spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, if Spider-Man No Way Home is my three, this is maybe, like, my five, okay. my four. This is a very, like, well-done movie. I'm putting this in the four to seven range. Tentatively, sure. I'd have to go back to my list, but I'd I mean... I'd have to rewatch this movie, too, just to, like, nitpick, because I did it with all the other ones, yeah. but... We'll see. I mean, I can't... You can't say enough good things about this movie. There was never a point where I was even, like... My eyes were down and I was like, what am I watching here? Or, like, oh, I've lost interest. Like, I was just locked in mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I checked my phone four times because of fantasy football notifications. That's it. Like, I didn't go on, like, any social medias or anything. I was locked in. Like, I, this was not, like, Eternals. Not, like, honestly, I went on my phone several times during Thor, too. Because, I mean, some of that movie dragged a little bit with that... Uh, whatever they... Ah! The goat screaming. Yeah. But... You know, like, no, this, you will, you do not want to leave your seat while watching this movie. Like, even if you have to go to the bathroom, you will not leave. Yep. Like, you will, you are glued to the seat this entire two and a half hours. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, if from everything we said, if you made it this far in the review, um, go watch the movie if you haven't watched it. I'm assuming you've watched it at this point. Rewatch it. Um, We can only cover so much in this review. Again, like I said, we didn't take, we're not taking notes when we're watching. We've only watched it once. So, if we missed key plot lines, which we inevitably did, like, comment below, like, Mention kind of some of your favorite scenes, what you thought about them. If you want our thoughts on them, like I said, we're just two guys here trying to like make a quick reaction video um, a couple, like one or two hours after watching this film. So please engage with us in the comment section below. If you, again, if you made it this far, thank you very much for watching. Um, we're the Watch Athlete Podcast. If you like what you saw, go ahead, subscribe, drop a like. I can't talk in that time. Uh, you Bombay. You Bombay. Um, but if you like what you're seeing so far, please, uh, Go up to our uh, subscribe button, hit that. Um, if you're listening on podcast audio forums, um, write a review, drop a five star like, um, do all the good things. Um, other than that, this has been the Wash Athlete Podcast. Use codes, use code Buck, Wash Pony at buckup.com. Yep. We'll see you next time.